Test one, two. Okay, we on here? We ready? I don't hear it in my earphones. I think every family must have like 10 or so stories that reach epic status. Those ones you repeat at gatherings and that sort of take on a life of their own. For us Moonies, this is one of ours. First school talent show, and this talent show, I never missed it. Which is saying a lot because I didn't really care about any of the other many, many, many events that they had each year. But this talent show, everyone showed up, even me, because it always delivered. Uh, the first school talent shows are my favorite thing in the world. That, that's my friend Heather. I asked her to try to help me explain why these talent shows were so great. You see kids that do a couple of karate moves. You see kids that ride their tricycle. Every once in a while, there's like the usual talents, like singing and um, like, I don't know, playing the piano, I guess. But for the most part, it's never ever what you would expect. Like, I'm gonna walk on this straight line on the ground. As I told you, they're pretty great. And now to the one that has become family lore. My son Anders, age four, had assembled building blocks the year before, quite flawlessly, I might add. But this year, he was singing. He had practiced. He was ready. It was Anders' turn to go up. He gets up there, and they start playing the music. He's going to sing. And all of a sudden, he can't, he can't sing. He, he, he's not able to sing, and he kind of sits there, and we all sit there. And he runs off the stage in tears. So fast forward a couple of show talents, I guess. And my daughter Harper goes up there to do her ballet. Now, mind you, Harper's never taken ballet before ever. And we had no concept if she was talented at this or not. But I, she did have a ballet outfit and a pink tutu. So I felt like this was gonna be a success. And she starts doing um, her routine, which is whatever she makes up in her head. But as the music is playing, um, we see that Anders is starting to creep up onto the stage with the music teacher. And on the video, I hear you say, Matt, I hear you say, uh, uh-oh, what's he doing? And the music teacher hands Anders the microphone. And as Harper is twirling and spinning and just moving her arms, Anders starts singing along with this song. Um, it happened to be at this perfect moment where it was just music and no vocals. And so you could really hear Anders actually sing. And Harper kind of stood there for just a second looking at Anders. And I mean, it was literally just a second. And then she continues to dance. And so Anders is now singing, whereas, you know, 10 minutes before he ran off the stage in tears. And Harper's doing this beautiful ballet dance together. It was just the sweetest moment that they let go on um, probably far too long, but 
I, I did not care because I was thrilled, and I know you and Jenny were thrilled. I'm Matthew Lyle Mooney, and this is Atypical, stories of our fragile and shared humanity. This season, we are focusing on those experiencing disability by looking at some of the things I have learned as a father and also as someone learning and living in community with my friends with disability. As you heard, today, we're talking talent shows. And is it, is it on yeah, right you're now? Yeah, you're on. You're golden. <clears throat> wow, this is so serious. Befriend is pretty simple, really. Small groups of people with and without disabilities gathering together with one simple goal of building relationships. Yes, we met one night and we were all talking about something that everyone could be a part of and feel able to do. And that's Emily, a college student who helped plan an event to gather these befriend groups together. And what do you think they came up with? We came up with things that some would and some wouldn't. Um, and we just wanted to see the talents that other people have um, because we all have different talents. And so we were like, let's do a talent show and see what people can bring to the table. There are pizza boxes stacked high, 50 or so seats pulled into the church auditorium that's obviously meant for more seats than that, and a sign-up desk on your way in so you can sign up. Get her Claire, where, what are you performing tonight? Do you need music? Uh-huh. What I've do you got, need? Um, I've got a CD that I'm going to do, and I'm doing a dedication to two of my, two of my people. So what's the song called? Um, 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 I'm Every Woman by Whitney. Houston. Um, and then I'm doing. AC DC. Just a bit of sorting out here for those of you scoring at home. That's Claire. She's wearing seven necklaces, a shiny shirt that she describes as, quote, having a little bling bling. And this night is getting more epic for Generation X with every second. We got dedications, CDs, Whitney, and ACDC. Get out of pen, millennials. You're going to need to take some notes. Our next contestant, Chelsea. I am going to sing a song tonight, either All Night, All Day, or Amazing Grace. How are you going to make the decision? What's going to what's going to put you over the the top? How are you going to pick? I don't know. It's so hard to choose. And now that the songs have been chosen, the seats are beginning to fill up. I noticed there is a sort of tension in my discussions with both Claire and Chelsea. And I asked them to elaborate on the fears of tonight and social settings more generally for them. I'm kind of I'm kind of Nervous. What? Okay. So I'm currently. You're shaking. Why are Why are you nervous? What easy about it is, once I get to know them, then I know they're gonna like me. What's hard about it is, what if they don't like me? Um, I've been talking to my mom about this. What if they don't like me? a moment of honesty here. I begin to wonder if tonight was a good idea. Are they going to 
freeze up on stage in front of what is beginning to look like a crowd of about 50 people that are gathered. I realize that they are not the only ones nervous around how this night will go. How will others respond to them if they sing, if they don't? But I'm the only one that's had these interviews and been talking, because outside, they're beginning to crank it up. Hold that thought just for a second while we head back into the studio to hear about another talent show participant from Jenny Mooney. Test one, two. Test, test. I would say she's the co-producer for this project with me, but I will let her introduce herself. Um, My name is Jenny Mooney, and my role is your wife. Jenny and I discussed her experience with a particular friend of ours, Jordan as she watched her navigate the night. And this is a friend of ours, and I know she's pretty quiet when we have our befriend groups. Um, there's some things she wants to do. There's some things she does not want to do. Um, and if you get going in a conversation with her, like she'll be chatty, but if she doesn't feel like talking about it, she will shut it down. I remember there, there are some of our friends that go up there, and you know that they're going to be nervous, but you kind of expect them to go up there. But this one in particular, I would not have thought she would do it. So I remember asking her, are you signed up, thinking she would say she would be one of the ones that said, no, I'm just watching. But she said, yeah, I'm singing a song. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's go. Her mom's on the front row holding her phone sideways so that she can get the landscape, um, you know, is it portrait or landscape? Oh, gosh, which one is it? Anyway, so she can get the long, you know, horizontal view of her, and she holds up her camera, and she does the thing that that moms do where they're kind of mouthing the words. So as she's filming her, and you can see her get kind of like teary, she's so proud of her daughter for doing that for getting up there and singing and then she's kind of mouthing the words like encouraging her along it's like the neatest moment as a mom there with your daughter probably in a way that other people might not could understand why was that a neat picture for you well what the mom knows you you and I are there and we know her so we're we're proud of her but the mother the mother knows the whole picture of this person's life, right? She knows the depths of how nervous she might be. She knows however hard it it was for her to learn every word. She knows all the ins and outs of the courage it took for her to go up there. The mom's perspective of filming is completely different. I mean, all of us, we love her and we're proud of her. And she's singing, but that mom, that mom knew, the mom knew what it was like for that. I mean, she was probably, so the girl singing was probably 25 would be my guess. She could be a little bit older than that. But that mother filming and tearing up and mouthing those words knew what it was like to take her to kindergarten and probably had struggled all along with friendships and school systems and what is it like for her to have praise or encouragement or what is it like for her to hold the microphone to to have space to be heard for a moment and you know the mom has this like broader picture of what that 
the whole experience is like. And it's with that broader picture that we return to the talent show. To Chelsea, to Claire, to Jordan. Here we go. All right, everyone, welcome to the talent show! You know, I was talking to Claire and I was talking to Chelsea and I was getting from them that that they were nervous and that they were fearful. And honestly, it made me nervous for them. So you, you had that perspective ahead of time because you were asking these things. I mean, you, I, I you was heard going, from them ahead of time. I was going into it scared for them. Like, I, did, I don't know if these people in the audience realize how big of a deal this is to them. I, I, I don't, you know, it's it's... We might golf clap it up and move on and move on with our night. And but I sensed in them to them this was a big moment, this was a big opportunity. Whereas to the casual observer that came, it didn't feel like necessarily a big moment or big opportunity, or I wasn't aware if it would be. And so as I watched this night play out, as Chelsea starts off the night at the very beginning by getting up and grabbing the microphone and singing. It it seemed to me that people did get it, that in the moment of the song starting and the song finishing, people did get to where I already was, that people, everybody knew when the song was over, hey, that's a big deal. This is a big deal, and we're going to react as though it's a big deal. There was this moment pretty much after every performance where the person up front has this expression on their face. And it's not like this huge, like, ear-to-ear grin. It was like a humble, surprised smile. Um, And they all had a similar expression when they were done. Like, these people are clapping for me. And yeah, it went on and on like that for the whole night, for over two hours. Claire sings, eruption. Someone tells jokes, uproar of applause. We even caught the hogs, and if you know, you know. And for Jordan, as her mom's video could show you, she killed it. And everyone was hooping and hollering. But the, 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 the larger context or the larger reality of, that was going on in that night for me that was just really fun to watch was, okay, we have all these competitive game show type singing talent show things, whether it be The Voice. American Idol. American Idol. Your favorite, Jenny. I voted for Kelly on American Idol season one, just so you know. I picked up that landline and I called that number over and over again. We have this kind of little TV ongoing experience of of what that talent show thing can be like and you call and you place your vote or you turn your chair around and really it's based upon how good your performance is you know this wasn't the night of everybody gets the trophy 
We go over here to first grade soccer kids and everybody gets a trophy and everybody's good and everybody's perfect. And so to me, it was just a upside down reverse flip of what a talent show is. It wasn't a talent show in any way, shape or form. But enough of me, because honestly, Heather said it better than I could. Like if you were to say the first school talent show, you know, it's really not about talent. Um, so what is the first school talent show about? What is it about? Um, I think it could be a couple of things. I would say that it is about facing your fear um, of just getting up on stage for the first time maybe ever in your life. It's about not being ashamed of, um, of what your talent is, even though they probably don't even understand that concept yet. I would say it's fun. I mean, there's very few times in life where you get to be known in a, in a way where everybody gets to see you with no kind of hindrances um, or preconceived notions. And you just get to go out there and have a fun time doing something that you love. And it's not based on merit at all. We had to treat others you know, treat them with respect. No making fun of people. Well, because I want everyone to see how special they are, how unique, how God made us all beautiful. And come enter around talking, dancing. At the talent show, I saw illustrated something that I have learned time and again through my friends with disability and certainly through my daughter, Lena. There is an entirely different way of looking at the world than the one we are born into and seldom question. A world in which one's value is set untethered to anything earned. Where celebration focuses on the person and their unique makeup and contributions to the whole rather than their accomplishments. And yet, right here, I fear that I know where you may be headed, and I want to stop you. I want to stop us. Don't do it. Do not hear what I am not saying. I am not talking about persons with disability becoming your personal inspiration memes. There is a big difference between a community that celebrates its members regardless of accomplishment and those who are not in community with one another slapping an inspiration sticker on every person with disability as though they know them. I was probably in my mid-20s, mid to late 20s. A lot of times I would uh, go grocery shopping after um, I was done with work. So there was uh, one night, I remember I was exhausted. I had just covered a very cranky board meeting where people were upset and it was emotional tensions and I was just stressed. Um, I went to the store, went to the grocery store to pick up a few things and I still had my lanyard on. And so, I mean, I was, anyone that looked at me, if you were paying attention, you would realize that I was a pretty functional person. You know, I had my, my employee tag on, I was, you know, dressed professionally, you know, I didn't have anyone with me. All of this should have screamed independence. And that is Jamie. She's a reporter. She's at the grocery store. And you may be wondering why it is she's ticking off a list of items that show you that 
she's a pretty typical grocery store shopper. Well, I'm a 42-year-old woman with spina bifida. I used braces when I was growing up, and then I moved to a wheelchair full-time in my 20s. And then five years ago, I developed an autoimmune disease. So that has made me be kind of declared chronically ill, which is kind of a gross term. Okay, so with that detail, let's head back to the grocery store, where Jamie runs into a store employee, one she had been trying to avoid. She would see me coming down the hall because I going down the aisle because I always shop by myself unless my husband happens to be with me. Um, but I've always shopped by myself, and she would start cheering and saying, "You go, girl, you go," and you know, cheering and clapping and saying, "You inspire me." Oh, you go over and over and over and over, like I was coming into the finish line. I felt like I should be like crossing the finish line and getting tape or something like that. You know, when they break the tape. Um, uh, I, you know, it was like one of those moments, but all I was doing was trying to get bread or something. I don't remember what I was shopping for, but, uh, you know, whatever groceries I was trying to get. And it was embarrassing, and I couldn't get her to stop, so I finally started shopping at a different store. Um, or if I had to go to that store, I learned her schedule so I wouldn't have to run into her. There's a phrase my friends call this kind of thing, inspiration porn. People with disability do not want to be objects for you to be inspired by. In fact, you can probably retire the word inspiration in reference to disability altogether. No one will be sad about it. We as a society are so taught that 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 was a good thing. Like she was being nice, but but it made me feel um, like less of a person. Um, and she was a complete stranger, so she had no idea if that was difficult for me or not, or if that was something that I had to overcome. I'm not doing cartwheels in my wheelchair. That would be something to be applauded. I'm pushing a grocery cart. The talent show in the grocery store. I think they're teaching us the same lesson. We can be ones who celebrate the person and not only the accomplishment. But if we are going to celebrate an accomplishment, we should probably take the time to get to know the person instead of assuming that we know what it took for them to do the thing we're applauding. Get to know them, to know their life, to know what is and what is not a challenge. For Claire, Jordan, and Chelsea singing at the talent show, you should be applauding. For Jamie, grocery shopping, not so much. This is Atypical, and I am Matthew Lyle Mooney. We're bringing you stories from our fragile and shared humanity. This season, we are looking deeper at experiences of disability. Jenny and I want to thank Heather and Emily for letting us stick a mic in their face. And thanks to Claire, Jordan, and Chelsea for being brave enough to not only take the stage, but also to talk to me along the way. Thanks, guys. Atypical is recorded by Matthew Lyle Mooney. Produced by Matthew Lyle Mooney. Edited by Matthew Lyle Mooney. Mastered by Joe Kane. Really, this is only going to be sustainable if we grow an audience that really wants to see this happen. So, if you'd be so kind, check out theatypicallife.com for notes, pics, and ways to follow along. 
And please share this podcast with your friends, be it Instagram, Facebook, heck, mail them a letter. I don't care. But podcasts are a really difficult way to build an audience, and you can do it so much better than I can. And I would be so grateful. And always remember, I love you. If you like this, I need to take my testosterone pill. (laughs) Whoopsie. Did you do a talent? Uh, Jenny, I I thought long and hard about doing my go-to, and you've is seen that your dance move. Where you've you seen my go-to. I, it's the Milli Vanilli where I hold one leg and jump through it. Are you still able to do that? This Four, Forty-two. <laughs> I'm not sure. I wasn't. I let's. I wasn't feeling it. I I do believe that I failed last time I went for it, and I didn't. I did not go for it that night, Jenny. Mm. Sorry.